talking to you. God bless you.
The following week, we'll have Russell Jaffe, Russell, Dr. Russell Jaffe, a world-famous physician from the National Institute of Health, has come up with some blood work uh, that is predictive of your future health. And, and it's, it's blood work where you could actually do something in your lifestyle to make it come out better and to live longer and healthier. So, Dr. Jaffe, on the 13th of February. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't do this by myself. I do this with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, life is good, and uh, we have to put one caveat uh, statement with your initial opening remarks about you know, not being medical advice. Just remember, free advice is worth what you pay for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and as you reminded me today, I aspire to inspire before I expire. So we're going to hopefully... Can... <laughs> hey, Dr. Dan, how are you? I'm laughing. <laughs> You're breaking me up. I'm still alive, so it, it must be good. Good afternoon, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. How are you? Great. Good to you have guys you okay? <laughs> you got everything straightened out, huh? Okay, uh, good. I'll tell you what. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did... Uh, in spite of uh, having glitches, and uh, last week we did manage to get some information, and I have been told by uh, people that have listened to the program that it did get out there, and I do appreciate that. But I just we just want to go over a little bit exposure to microwave radiation from baby monitors, cell phones, cordless phones, Wi-Fi routers, smart meters, and other wireless devices are causing serious mitochondrial dysfunction. Okay, and the mitochondria are the workhorses of our body. Excessive free radicals triggered by microwave exposure from wireless technologies have been linked to anxiety, Alzheimer's, autism, cardiac arrhythmias, irregular heartbeats, depression, and infertility. The negative effects of electromagnetic fields, EMFs as they are called, are particularly harmful to pregnant women. And if you've heard this show in the past, you you know that in China, pregnant women are mandated by law to wear a shield around their abdomen. So these EMF put pregnant women's children at risk for ADHD. Somebody described ADHD as attention deficit in high definition. Autism, <laughs> as well as behavioral, emotional, and social issues. In addition, please, when you can wire your connection, do so for your phone, your computer, uh, and and strategies to help reduce uh, harmful effects of these EMS were gone over by Dr. Jerry uh, last week, and I'm sure he he will just refresh our memory uh, about the, the the diet he talked about. The, the uh, what was it peroxidase, uh, Jerry? I forget exactly. Yeah, peroxidase, nitrile, nitrite. Yeah, which causes the damage in the cells, uh, opening the channels for calcium to flood into the cells, you know, disrupting the whole physiology. Yeah, I mean, how many people complain of chronic fatigue today? Everybody's tired, no energy. Well, you know, people just don't take EMF seriously because they can't feel them, they can't see them, they don't realize how many antennas are around them uh, that are 24-7. They don't realize that that smart meter, especially if it's at... Uh, at the head of their bed on the wall where the head of the bed is, is really affecting their whole nervous system. Uh, so, uh, uh, Dr. Jerry, do you want to go through a few things that uh, uh, about how uh, the blood cells and things that uh, the melatonin levels about EMF? Yeah, well, a few basic physiologic changes. Now, the protein uh, changes in your skin. Uh, there was a study done uh, in 208 where they had Ten women volunteered to participate, and they were exposed to 900 megahertz, which is basically with these cordless phones. And uh, now, just, just, just to remind our audience, when you're saying cordless phones, we're not talking about cell phones. We're talking about the ones right. in your home. Yeah, with the uh, the base uh, phones, you know, where they're broadcasting to one phone in your house to the other. Uh, exactly. But they're actually worse than the cell phones. And uh, anyway, the scientists then screened the cells that were exposed for one hour uh, to the 900 megahertz radiation, and they basically um, found that there was definite uh, stress reactions in the cells. Uh, so this stuff is not innocuous. In fact, um, 
they, they looked at 580 different proteins and found that there were two that were substantially affected, one 89% and the other 32%. So it's affecting the amino acids. It also causes excitation of the brain cells. And the bottom line is uh, electromagnetic fields emitted from your cell phones can cause some cells in your brain's cortex um, to become excited in, in an hour. So, you know, this is why people get wound up and uh, hyper. You also get DNA damage. It was a German research, uh, research group called Verum studied the effects of radiation on human and, and animal cells. After being exposed to cell phone frequencies, the cells showed increased breaks in the DNA. So these DNA breaks could not always be repaired by the cell. So replicating cells keep passing on the damaged uh you know, format to the, the new cells that are being produced. You also have brain cell damage, um, again, affecting the neurons of the brain and the various brain parts, including your tort, uh, cortex, hippocampus, and basal ganglia. Uh, also, aggressive growth of leukemic cells. Researchers have found at the National Research Council in Bologna, Italy, uh, that leukemia cells exposed to cell phones Again, 900 megahertz for 48 hours replicated more aggressively. Uh, so, you know, either you, if you have cancer, it aggravates it. If you don't have cancer, it's kind of pushing it down the road towards it. And, um, you know, the blood cells, they become distorted in shape and clumped together. Certain cells started producing so-called stress proteins, uh, hormone reduction, especially the melatonin and serotonin. Low melatonin. Basically, it's one of the most potent natural antioxidants that the human body produces, and it's linked to some several uh, severe diseases, uh, diseases, including cancer. Uh, sperm cell count goes down. DNA repair processes slow up. So the effects are uh, measurable, too. It's not just the maybe if. And uh, the, the key in the whole equation is you've got to shield yourself from exposure as much as possible. So anyway, that's my two cents worth. Oh, that's really important, though. Uh, uh, melatonin and CoQ10, as Dr. Jerry said, they're the two most potent antioxidants. Most people know about vitamin C, but melatonin and CoQ10 are heads above vitamin C as far as their antioxidant abilities. So just just some practical things. Turn your Wi-Fi off at night if you're using Wi-Fi. If you have the option to directly wire your uh, Internet to your computers and to your uh, uh, television so you can watch your Netflix and Amazon Prime, whatever, do that. If you can't, use your Wi-Fi for that movie or whatever you want to watch, but turn it off at night. Ideally, you should be able to turn a circuit breaker off to your bedroom. Uh, so you don't have the uh, electrical wires. And, and that's a whole new discussion about dirty electricity and what Tesla uh, came up with and how his his uh, uh, research was actually confiscated by uh, our, our government. But, you know, just not to get into that right now, but uh, use a landline connection when possible. Uh, check out that antenna. A-N-T-E-N-N-A, antennasearch.com. See how many antennas are in your area. And take a look at that website called stopsmartmeters.org. It's plural, S-T-O-P, stopsmartmeters, M-E-T-E-R-S.org. Okay, take take a look. And, uh, you know, I don't know about the um, different pendants and so forth that they sell. I mean, they they. Maybe they have some benefit. Uh, they probably do not hurt. So you might want to just do some research in, into that area to see uh, what you can do to mitigate these EMFs because they are a real hazard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, just as a, a, a little pearl here, I just ran across an adapter. It's called EMF adapter. It's like $299. But what's interesting is called Safe Space Solutions. There's a website I have no connection with them financially or any other way. But they're claiming that it takes care, remediates your whole house. So it, uh, it, it is transformative. It has a field throughout the whole electric circuit of your house and any electronics that are plugged into the circuit. So it, it cleans the whole antenna that, you know, the wiring system is uh, created. Uh, well, you know what? Again, it's something to look into, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because this is a real hazard to our health for the future. I mean, uh, 
and people have called this a, a health hazard for the future uh, because you can't see it, you can't breathe it, it has no odor, but it's out there. So uh, we're just going to tell you, you know, whatever you can do, uh, reduce your EMF exposure. Dr. Dan, any any comment on the EMFs in your area? Well, uh, there's, uh, yeah, it's just everywhere. I mean, we just can't get away from it, even if we don't have it in our house. And, of course, we do turn off everything at night. Uh, the houses next to us have them. Sometimes some of our devices in our home go on by themselves. Somebody must have some kind of a hookup or the same kind of a same kind of a hookup. And uh, I did mention this before that there is a case of someone I know where they had one of these antennas put on their property, and they get paid a nice price, and the person just passed away with uh, cancer. I don't know if that was the cause, but it's a possibility. And uh, it was close enough that it could cause the problem. It was a big antenna. So I don't want to say anything without getting in that. Too much of that. We just have to tell our listeners, do the best they can. They know there's a problem. Do the best you can. Right, do the best you can to to it down. Because you you can't get away from it. I mean, it's everywhere. Right now, it's flying all over the place. And it's going to get worse. That's what I feel. I feel it's going to get worse. So we got to do the best that we possibly can to cut this down by getting rid of anything that can increase EMS. And get well, rid even, of those yeah, yeah, Dr. Ron, even, yeah, the, the World Health Organization even came yeah, out about the power lines and said, you know, it causes headaches, fatigue, anxiety, insomnia, prickling, they burning cancer the skin. Risk. Yeah. If you look at that that information from California, they they it's it's a cancer risk. They they come out and say it. Right. So uh serious stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We're not uh, you know, not preaching, but uh you know, information can be power. Uh so uh, do the best you can. And we'll have the, another discussion on EMF at the end of February. Dr. Uh, Talmore, who I was introduced to by Dr. Uh, uh, Smith, uh, at the end of February, uh, we're going to try to have him on for the last Tuesday in February. Uh, and he'll kind of have some more practical information about you. He he deals with this day in and day out. And Dr. Jerry has had conversations with him, as have I. And uh, we'll talk more about this uh, in February. All right, so that was last week's program. That's There is a problem with EMF. You know about it. Now, what do you think about it? Everybody get their flu shot? I no. Hope not. I hope not. Now, the, the ladies and gentlemen, do you really think there's a flu outbreak? So the press is playing up two angles. The seasonal flu vaccine may only be 10% effective, and it is 10% or less. And there is an outbreak of flu in 37 states. But underneath these claims, guess what's going on? And maybe some of you have heard of Peter, Dr. Peter Dushi. He's with the NIH. He he wrote in the British Medical Journal. Dr. Dushi stated that every year hundreds of thousands of respiratory samples are taken from flu patients in the United States, and they're tested in laboratories. Here's the kicker. Only a small percentage of these samples show the presence of flu virus. So what's that mean? It means most of the people in America who are diagnosed by doctors with the flu have no flu virus in their bodies. So they don't have the flu. And remember last year I told you in they, they, the CDC groups pneumonia and flu in the same basket. So if somebody dies of pneumonia or flu, it's all in the same basket. So therefore, even if you assume the flu vaccine is useful and safe, it could not possibly prevent all those flu cases that aren't flu cases. The vaccines can't possibly work. The vaccine isn't designed to prevent fake flu, unless somebody said pigs can fly. Now, the, ex- the exact quote from Dr. Dushi's British Medical Journal review called Influenza, Marketing Vaccines by Marketing a Disease. 
quote, even the ideal influenza vaccine matched perfectly to circulating strains of wild influenza and capable of stopping all influenza viruses can only deal with a small part of the flu problem because most flu appears to have nothing to do with influenza, Dr. Dushi. Every year, hundreds of thousands of respiratory specimens are tested across the United States. Of those tested, on average, 16% are found to be influenza positive. Let that sink in. It's no wonder, ladies and gentlemen, that so many people feel that flu shots don't work. For most part, because they don't. Yeah, Dr. Ron, you know, the other interesting thing is they use a cheap preservative called thimerosal, which metabolizes down to ethyl mercury, which contains close to 50% by volume. And the the dosage that's in a standard flu shot, you'd have to be over, way over 265 pounds in order for this exposure to be safe, according to the EPA guidelines. <laughs> Gee, that's unbelievable. Is that the only thing in flu vaccine, though? Is it just thimerosal? Oh, of course not. I'm, I'm sure they must have other goodies in there. Yeah, about a little aluminum from aldehyde. Do we have any of that in there, Dr. Jerry? Yeah, it makes it taste better. It's <laughs> <laughs> your good taste in your mouth after the shot. Yeah, a little polysorbital 80, a uh, little aluminum to lighten you up. Um, you know, <laughs> that a little roundup so you don't get weeds growing out of you. Exactly. They- and Well, you know what happened back in 1990 with uh, Judy Mikovits. Uh, she was a Ph.D., 20-year veteran researcher, she and her colleagues blew the whistle in 1990, this goes back to, that these vaccines that were being grown on chicken embryos were picking up the retroviruses into the vaccine, unbeknownst to the, the manufacturers, and the people were coming down with all kinds of, you know, serious medical issues because of that. The CDC knew about it. The FDA knew about it. They suppressed it, and when she blew the whistle... They literally threw her in jail and bankrupt her. And, you know, she wrote hmm. a book. I guess she's out of jail now, but she wrote a book called Plague, you know, describing what, you know, transpired and, and uh, you know, all the ramifications and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, you got to enlighten yourself before you subject your body to any uh, stainless steel needle. You better do some research. Exactly right. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, the – the, the the vaccine court has paid out billions of dollars of people who have Guillain-Barre syndrome where they get paralyzed right. from the flu vaccine and from other right. vaccines. So really, uh, you know, it, first of all, it doesn't work. That's the bottom. That that's the bottom line. Less than ten percent effective. Okay, and and you can protect yourself against the flu. And I'm going to talk to you about Tamiflu, uh, how, how effective that is, which it isn't, by the way. But uh, we'll we'll talk about Tamiflu and some homeopathic remedies. But the vaccine, ladies and gentlemen, it just destroys your system. And it, as far as I know, the aluminum is an adjuvant, just to make it look like you get an antibody response. But that antibody isn't protective protective uh, for for your T cells. Is that, anybody? Uh, understand that also? Yeah, what actually damages your T-cells so your immune system is compromised uh, oftentimes the rest of your life. And, you know, the other uh, thing that people don't take into consideration, you're getting 20% discount on your sales when you go to CVS or the other, you know, uh, pharmacies and get your flu shot. But God forbid you get an adverse reaction. They are not equipped to handle the adverse reaction at the pharmacy. And that's something that most people don't even take into consideration. You're right. Uh, that's a valid point, very valid point. So uh, if you, and I think Dr. Jerry's talking, suppose you had an allergic uh, anaphylactic reaction and then you, you know, start right. swelling up some of the, something in that vaccine. You know, is, is, that, right. is that young pharmacist going to be able to uh, do CPR and uh, get, get, give you epinephrine and whatever? Sometimes by the time the the 911 responds, you could be dead. But that, that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, too simple. No, yeah. they say it's it's dangerous in children also. And in, in fact, from my research, they say that in Australia they have banned the flu vaccine in children. Absolutely. Because of all the side effects. Yeah, and they purposely and no protection. 
Yeah, the, uh, the Australian published an article questioning the omission of the research showing a dramatic uptick in the side effects from the flu vaccine in, in 2006. And they, this is what they do all the time. They, it's uh, guilt by omission. The bottom line is this way the doctors, you know, don't get riled up about the adverse effects because it's not in the literature. So they say to the parent, oh, look here, there's nothing in here that says it's dangerous. And then every year, it, it, by the time they make the vaccine, it mutates. So it even mutates from the get, time, yeah, absolutely. Worthless. Well, like Dr. Jerry, I think, was going to say, uh, Dr. Dan, there is a study that came out within the past few months. The virus mutates in the egg that it's grown in. It's already right. in the changed egg. before they put it in the vaccine. Wow. That's, no, I don't, I don't that's even to, worse. I don't want to steal Dr. Jerry's uh, that's okay. there, but I think you, you, were, you were thinking the same thing, I hope. Absolutely. Yeah, the key is we want our listeners to get update information so that they can make an informed consideration, informed decision. You know, ask your doctor about Gillian Barre, you know, because they're oh. not going to offer – first of all, you don't even see the doctor in most cases. You see the, the PA, the physician's assistant. So, But you got to, you know, be aggressive and get in their face in a nice way. Say, well, can you give me a list of all the adverse possibilities and let me think about it. Then you go home. Don't sit there – you know, and just, sub, you know, submit. Yeah, that's a great they, point. They say in the research that 40 to 70 people out of a million get Guillain-Barre syndrome, and they get paralyzed or, or the bad neurological effects that you that you get from that. That's not good. Well, I don't think was, anybody the, wants that. Well, there was an interesting case that's on video on the Vaccine um, uh, Information Center, you know, um, Barbara Lowe Fisher, she's the co-founder and president of this nonprofit organization called National Vaccine Information Center. Go on their website, and I'm pretty sure uh, I read where there was a video of a, a nurse uh, who, you know, was forced to get the flu shot because she worked in the hospital, and right. uh, she's totally, totally disabled. And then when you yeah. start to listen to people who got damaged from the vaccines, you know, it's, you're playing Russian roulette. And that's another point that uh, you're not to, to talk about it today. We really should have an attorney. But, you know, being forced to take a vaccine or lose your job, being forced to take a vaccine that's less than 10% effective or lose your job, there's something wrong with that. Well, the best, uh, you know, defense, I know one of my patients who's a, a physician uh, up in Manhattan, she works out of the hospitals, uh, she's a, a subcontractor, and she basically told them, she said she had an adverse reaction, and they let her off the hook. So, you know, you kind of have to play the game a little bit, but because yeah. uh, I know one of my patients was a, a, a volunteer at a hospital, and after he got the flu shot, he had unrelenting headaches that he, he wasn't able to get rid of. Uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy stuff. It, it can damage you for the rest of your life. When I was in practice, I had a person develop a neuropathy that was – Burning, burning, burning pain like like barbed wire stuck in your legs. From a, you know, from it's a interesting. What what people don't realize, uh, I just had a, a couple come in from Indiana, and the one guy works for a pharmaceutical company. I don't want to mention the names, but you know he had a severe case of psoriasis on part of his body, and he, he told me he you know he got the flu shot every year, and um, when I tested him using energetic uh, techniques. He had the, the, the 2002 and the 2007 flu vaccine trapped in the skin where the eczema was, the severe eczema or psoriasis, yeah. All and right, that's what these doctors don't even take into consideration. Yeah. yeah. And, and they don't even read the package insert. I'm convinced of that because, you know, you're going to see doctors recommending the Tamiflu for something that's probably really not the flu since it, it tested positive on only 16% of the population. And they're going to recommend a drug that is incredibly dangerous and more and just as important. It just doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. And the FDA uh, and big government, they're handing this stuff out like candy because they're, they're buying it. And um, doctors finally, British researchers finally got their hands on some secret data that Roche was hiding 
okay, hiding about the Tamiflu. And after they reviewed it, they, there's a group called the Cochrane Review. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, like, uh, something came up here that says restart. I'm not going to, I can't do that. Um, the Cochrane Review panel examined those formerly hidden Tamiflu studies, and it came clear to them why they were socked away, ladies and gentlemen. They discovered that there is, quote, no credible way, unquote, this drug could prevent a pandemic, and it may just lead to eight hours less of the flu. And they, the, the Cochrane reviewer said, this is just money you're throwing down the drain. So it doesn't work. The drug's biggest selling point that it should be given to high-risk patients and, and hospitalized patients with the flu, but it doesn't work. The flu, the, there's so many side effects. And what are the side effects? I mean, it can cause hallucinations, delirium, abnormal behavior. And how about the horrible blistering and peeling? I mean, boy, does that sound like a win-win situation? Not to me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, so if you have something that seems like the flu, first of all, uh, as if you've been listening to this program for a long while, you know I'm, I am a believer in colloidal silver and not worried about getting uh, our gyria or turning gray because uh, I use the colloidal silver and I don't overdose on it. I believe in that. And pre and, and probiotics are really important for the flu, zinc, vitamin C, and good uh, immune-enhancing foods, and like coconut oil, it's antiviral and antibacterial as as well as uh, local raw honey. But please don't stay stay away from Tamiflu, and I'm sure Dr. Jerry has more uh, supplements that he could recommend. And then I want to talk a little bit about the FDA and how they're going against homeopathy because uh, this is really sad, and I want to talk about uh, a little bit about oscillococetum, a, a, a homeopathic remedy I have used for 45 years. It's never let me down. And how the FDA and uh, Mr. Vaccine himself, you all, you you know him if you live in Philadelphia. His name is Dr. Offit. Uh, how he is uh, uh, wants to get rid of all homeopathic drugs. But Dr. Jerry, besides the uh, ant- uh, uh, vitamin C's and uh, zinc and yeah, good healthy diet, lots of good fluids. Uh, what do you have uh, for, our, for our listeners? Well, just to give you a little uh, insight, when you start to look at the products, you know, be wary. For example, there was a big one called Airborne, and uh, oh. I recently, you know, looked at the formula. Well, they have, like, zinc oxide in there. Well, that's like ground-up rocks. So what I'm telling you, you want food-based supplements to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Um, but you need good antioxidants like glutathione, for example, superoxide dismutase, which is present in pomegranate. Okay, you have coenzyme Q10. And vitamin A, not so much from fish oil, but from beef lipids, much more effective as a good antioxidant and uh, for lowering cholesterol. Um, you know, even good chicken soup, you have the arachidonic acids in chicken soup. That's what uh, helps with the prostaglandins and the, the uh, neurotransmitters in your body. Um, you know, there's so many good astroxanthine. There's another very powerful antioxidant, uh, pycnogenol. Uh, you know, there, there are plenty out there. Turmeric, uh, curcumin. You know, I was just, uh, you just sent me that wonderful article on the woman that had cancer uh, in the bone marrow, uh, myeloma, myeloma, I think it was. And it yep. didn't even respond to the chemo, and she went on eight grams of uh, curcumin a day, and, and it erased the cancer. So th- these things are, have, you know, thousands of years of usage. It's non invasive, you know, it's not going to kill you. And for the most part, it boosts your immune system instead of suppressing it. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, please question everything. I mean, you know, was it long ago everybody was worried about the Zika and microcephaly? It never happened. The microcephaly epidemic never happened. It occurred in one area of northeast Brazil, and that was it. And and never has it been shown as of today that the Zika virus caused this problem. I mean... Colombia, which is next to Brazil, they studied 12,000 newborn babies, found no microcephaly, even though Zika's rampant there. Just a ploy to get your money. The CBC wants, wait to hear this. This is like real money. 
It wants $1.9 billion to study and develop a vaccine for a virus that has never been shown to cause a problem. $1.9 billion. CDC. Remember what Dr. Jerry said. It's a private company. They're listed on Dun & Bradstreet. They sell, buy and sell vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. So please, as Dr. Jerry said, question everything. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If your doctor doesn't want to answer you, you, know, you, you need to change. So what do we know about homeopathy, ladies and gentlemen? It's been around for 300 years. <laughs> That's all? That's all. Jeez. <laughs> I thought Samuel Hahnemann started it. No, it came. It was around before that, I guess. That were they were using I, the. I, uh, it's been in Europe, and it's the second uh, line of treatment in Europe, Doctor Dan. I mean, the, the, every pharmacy in Europe has a, a, a line of homeopathics, and the wisdom of homeopathic medicines is that instead of suppressing symptoms, like uh, with fever-lowering drugs. You're giving, well, I guess today they would call that nano-dose of medicine that may actually cause a little fever, a little flu, to augment your immune system. You know, not, you know, not crazy because they can't even measure what's in some of these homeopathic remedies, but Dr. Jerry understands this better than I do because I've been reading about it, but they say this the frequency and when they succuss these, when they shake up these medications, that, that really is the healing part, uh, part of the medications, the frequency of the medication. But yeah, because yeah, yeah, when you get into a, like a 5X dilution, I mean, it's diluted five times, there's no original molecule in the solution. So the only thing you're dealing with is the frequency. And, you know, how bad can it be when the royal family of, of England has a homeopathic physician, right? How bogus can it be? Yeah, uh, you know, the right. queen's, what, 90-some years old? <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, the, yes, the prince is 96. Right. So, there you know, you go. the excitement that, well, this is the problem. It's too effective, and they can't patent it, and so that's why they're trying to destroy it, because it takes a lot of bucks out of their pocket. Charles yep. may never become king. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's, let's just talk a little bit. I don't know if any of, if either of Dr. Dan or Dr. Jerry has used a, a product called Ocelococetum. Uh, yeah. I was originally introduced to this product by the Borderman family. Actually, the Borderman family used to produce homeopathic remedies in Falkroft, Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. Falkroft, Pennsylvania. Then they sold out to Borion, and the family retired to Europe. But they produced many great homeopathic remedies right in, in my in the backyard of where I used to practice. And it's, it is a very, very effective when used within 48 hours of the flu. Let me just spell it for you. And uh, you can get it. I, I, I've i been looking at all the pharmacies. A lot of pharmacies have it, even Costco. And health food stores, too. They have it, too. Yeah. But it's, let me spell My it wife for takes you. it all the time whenever she starts feeling anything. O S C I L L O C O C C I N U M, Ocelococetum. That's it. That is really it. It's uh, made in France, made from, uh, I know what it's made from. Anybody else know? It's made from goose livers. Yeah. It's a pate. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I wonder if there's a, a shortage of uh, goose livers today for pate. <laughs> <laughs> well. Frog wa, it's my favorite. <laughs> little sort of turn. I mean, if I eat the frog wa, I won't have to take the oscillococcinum. You've got that. You say that fast. <laughs> There's a lot of scientific evidence about this working, ladies and gentlemen. You can you can you can Google it or whatever search engine you use, but it definitely decreases the time. The earlier you use it in the beginning of any flu like whether it's flu or non flu like symptoms like fever, aches and pains, uh, you, you there's a, there's some studies show 99% effectiveness, okay? So there's lots of studies about homeopathic medicine. It is uh, the very popular in Europe, Brazil, and places that uh, are not uh, don't have an FDA. Uh, so, uh, what and can especially I say? in in India, you know, they they couldn't afford or get the vaccines, uh, you know, produced in time. So they went to the homeopathic, and it prevented the spread of all kinds of uh, you know epidemics there. And the other thing that you want to make sure that our listeners uh, 
uh, take the heart is do not take aspirin when oh. you have the flu because it'll actually help to spread it and retard the whole healing process. That's a great point, under which I forgot. You're absolutely right, and it, it and it could cause something uh, called the Stephen Johnson syndrome, which I happen to see mm. is pretty horrible. It's when your body breaks out in all kinds of blisters and it's painful. So, uh, yeah, do not take aspirin with the flu, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we're not a big believer in Tylenol because it's the number one cause of liver transplants in the United States, and especially if Tylenol mixed with alcohol. Uh, Sometimes a fever below 102 isn't bad for you, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your body is just trying to burn up whatever uh, toxin is in your body. So uh, try and deal with it. All right. Well, anything else on the flu? Uh, we, 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 we tidied up EMF. We have the flu. And, again, I think, uh, you know, we're right back to, to what we've been talking about uh, uh for two years, that statins that cause diabetes, Parkinson's disease, uh, neuropathies, uh, tendon problems. I mean, God, it's it's incredible how many how many the diseases that 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 the statins have been causing. And as let me just pull up my study here because it's it's just it just blows your mind. That, yeah, dementia is a is a biggie. Yeah, that, that's it lowers a big one. CoQ10. Uh, you know, so it sets you up for congestive heart failure. Um, you know, Pfizer had a, a patent on a combination of uh, Lipitor and CoQ10, and they put it on the shelf because they wouldn't let the people have it, you know, take advantage of that combination. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? incredible. I've had it in my own family where rhabdomyolysis uh, has occurred, which is the breakdown of the muscle tissue. Yep. And it lasted for about a year. And uh, the uh, uh, CPK, which is the um, creatine protein kinase, never went back to normal. And they say sometimes it never will go totally back to normal once you take these statin drugs, even though it may not hurt you. So you have to be careful. They're dangerous. And they're being used left and right. It's the yeah. biggest uh, prescribed drug in the world right now. I know right. a patient of mine worked for Pfizer and he said they're bringing in $14 billion a year just on that one drug, Lipitor. Yeah, and the, you know, right. just just a few of the side effects, the rhabdomyolysis, diabetes, metalitis, especially in women, muscle pain, headaches, insomnia, skin flushing, myalgia, pain in the muscles, drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, cramps, you can't take it with grapefruit because that can cause problems, pains, vomit, all kinds of side effects. And I understand from my studies that 50% of the people who take them stop the drug because of all these side effects. Can, well, that, can you document that 50%? I think it's higher. Oh, it's, it's even higher. higher now. Okay, yes. all right. You can and get diarrhea joints. that would blow, which any, any cardiologist should know about. Because it was mm. it was published in the journal Atherosclerosis. Listen to the title of this article: Statins Use and Coronary Artery Plaque Composition. Okay, and what the it showed was that the calcium score increased as you take as you took a statin. Statin use is associated with increased prevalence and extent of coronary plaques possessing calcium. I mean, increase. Increase it. Now, there was a, there's a study that came out last week in the Evidence-Based Medical Journal by Dr. Dubroff, D-U-B-R-O-F-F. -F. I'm going to read the abstract because it's really important to everybody. The global clamp, this is the abstract from the article. The global campaign to lower cholesterol by diet and drugs has failed to thwart the developing pandemic of coronary heart disease around the world. Some experts believe this failure is due to the explosive rise in obesity and diabetes, but it is equally plausible that the cholesterol hypothesis, which posits that lowering cholesterol prevents cardiovascular disease, is incorrect. The recently presented mm. Accelerate trial dumbfounded many experts by failing to demonstrate any cardiovascular benefit of the statins despite dramatically lowering 
low-density lipoprotein cholesterol and raising high-density lipoprotein cholesterol in high-risk patients with coronary disease. This clinical trial adds to a growing volume of knowledge that challenges the validity of the cholesterol hypothesis and the utility of cholesterol as a surrogate endpoint. Inadvertently, the cholesterol hypothesis may have even contributed to this pandemic. This perspective critically reviews this evidence and our reluctance to acknowledge the contradictory information. Well, I know why we don't acknowledge it, because of the money. But more and more, just like Ansel Keys hoodwinked us into a low-fat diet, the powers to be at the major drug companies that make these statin drugs have hoodwinked all of us into believing that they should be used to treat cholesterol when, as Dr. Jerry says, cholesterol is not the splinter. Inflammation is the splinter. You have to reduce the inflammation, whatever the cause, because the, the cholesterol just comes down there to heal up that inflammation. It is not the cause. It is a result of something else. So uh, when we have Dr. Jaffe on, he'll talk about high uh, specialty, uh, 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 what's, a, what's the uh, a test he, he uses, uh, uh, specific uh, CR. What's that CR test? Dan, help me uh, out. C-reactive protein? C-reactive protein. He'll talk about how that can be used to predict coronary artery disease, along with homocysteine and whatever. But they, those those tests measure inflammation. Uh, so uh, that's my take on this. That we've talked about this innumerable times, had multiple reruns of this, of our programs on statins. But uh, despite everything else, uh, even causing Lou Gehrig's disease. Can you imagine that? Studies showing oh. that, can, that can cause ALS, brain dysfunction. I mean, the brain is awash in cholesterol. And how, do you think Parkinson's and, and Alzheimer's is on the decrease? Absolutely Hello. not. I think it's on the increase. Oh, no. Well, you know, one of, Dr. Ron, one of the big factors uh, that's not uh, put into the equation is the epigenetics. If you get an individual, let's say, that has you know, heavy metal burden or pesticide burden or viral burden, and you put a drug like statin into the body, that may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. When you put it into a healthy person, you know, they could handle that uh, insult for a while. And that's the problem today, that the medical profession is not looking globally at the whole body, what their total makeup is, and they're just throwing these things like darts. Well, let's go back a second, because you mentioned a fantastic word, epigenetics. And, ladies and gentlemen, genetics control, believe it or not, maybe 2 to 5% of who we are. But we have 95% control of the epigenetics, or things that we can change to make our genes, genes function differently. I thought it was Anybody? your wife that uh, controls the genetics. Well, she does. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't change that, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dr. Jerry's right. Epigenetics. It's a, it's a term you're going to hear Dr. Jaffe use a lot, and that's why it's, it's fresh in my mind, because the testing he's going to uh, recommend that we get is can affect epigenetics and epi the epigenetics is we can change we can we can change it so that we can live a better life uh, yeah and so, just having uh, a bad attitude you know i don't care uh, how good of a remedy that you you put into your body if you've got a bad attitude that according to bruce lipton you know adversely affects the cell membrane and that's the brains of the whole body is the cell membrane because when that is adversely uh, influenced then the whole physiology of the cell look he did studies back in the in the 60s when no one knew what the heck stem cells were and they took the the genes and the chromosomes out of the cell and they still function for months without any problems so it's basically the thought process the environment everything of the nutritional levels are affecting the cell membrane which are dictating the physiology of the cell and your thought processes directly impact how the cell works. And we know that for you know a fact because if you go to an oncologist who says you've got two months to live, and if you buy into the lie, your body turns on the death sentence and you die exactly in two months. Yeah. 
That's why I say my father, who is past his hunter's birthday, his greatest asset is his positive attitude. Never had a negative thought that lasted for more than a minute. Uh, and it does it does influence your ep, epigenes. And, uh, sure. We're, we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. And uh, uh, we we never really followed through. I think her name was Klein, uh, a woman from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know anybody else that talks about it. I tried to get uh, uh, Dr. Oh, uh, Carol Kynes. Carol Kynes, yeah. I tried to get Dr. Lipton, but he's just too busy. But uh, uh, that, that's an important part. That I, and I think you made the point of a couple months ago. We don't, we haven't had enough programs on the mind-body connection because it is, a, it is a connection. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a patient out in Iowa that I'm sure we can get on, and uh, she was telling me was really blew me away. Uh, she uh, raises horses on her farm, and um, she grew her own hay. Okay, and the bottom line was. Um, after they ran out of the hay that they grew, which apparently had a very high energy level to it, they saw, had to supplement it during the winter, and the horses wouldn't eat it. And she literally, with the energetic work that she does, changed the, the frequency of the hay, okay, mentally. Then the horses ate it. Mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. that's why saying, saying a prayer over food literally changes the energy of that food, the frequency of that food. It's so important. Um, you know, you shouldn't sit down at the table angry because it, it just screws up your whole physiology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, when when you and I were both macrobiotic at one point and you realize you're taking food and t- turning it into a, to a human organism and something that uh, is really spiritual. And uh, you're right, you really have to be uh, calm and enjoy every bite. Ron, do you remember when we went to St. Joe's, uh, um, Mrs. Nash? Sure. Okay, Dr. and Mrs. Nash. Well, they were both our biology teachers, and she did research on praying over plants. And she showed back, this is a long time ago, she showed by praying over the plants that they grew better and were more beautiful and they actually picked up the loving feeling and the prayer that you that you gave to them. That's something that well, you just you just mentioned. That can happen to us too. We can do it to ourselves, or whatever whatever we might want to pray over or say something good, say something nice. It might be the pen that I'm using now. Whatever. So there you go. There was some real research, and she actually wrote a paper on it. That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, the mind-body connection. We're we're going to have to uh, investigate that further. Let me just a couple things that I also I want to just bring up. Hyperinsulinism. We really don't talk about hyperinsulinemia, but in, you know that's probably one of the major causes of uh, obesity. And uh, Dr. Ron uh, at Rejuvenations now has the window diet where you know you, you you don't eat for a certain amount of time, so you don't get that hyperinsulin. That, that can really cause uh, inflammation. And Dr. Jerry talked about fatty, unbalanced fatty acids. Uh, unfortunately, most diets have an overabundance of omega-6s. He did talk about that. I'm giving blood this Sunday because my ferritin levels are higher than I want it to be. So you really uh, high iron stores uh, uh, are a cause of inflammation and uh, heavy metal detoxification, I'm going to give blood. I can help some other people and get my ferritin level below 80. Uh, leaky gut, and inadequate levels of magnesium, all can cause uh, inflammation, which would then drive up your cholesterol. So uh, uh, just want to get that information out there, and, and, and then you're going to have to follow through with it. Dr. Jerry, what do you what do you think? Well, I think the key is um, the Chinese always said to live long, you must live slowly. Yeah. And in our crazy, You're right. every day running around, you know, like you know, you can get a million things on your plate, and you get yourself so stressed out that you get sick easily. And then you know, especially coming off the holiday season with all the high sugar, the alcohol, the processed foods. I mean, you're basically setting yourself up for a disease. And, um, 
you know, the key in the equation is take a deep breath, hug a tree, and calm down. Yeah, and just know, I mean, like I told you last week, the death, the life expectancy in the United States has fallen for the second straight year in a row. Now, there's no doubt that the opioid epidemic did did influence this year, and the opioid epidemic was caused by certain drug companies, uh, you know, uh, selling them to physicians who then prescribe them. But, you know, we have to change the paradigm. We have to get smarter. We have to question everything. And start looking at your fast foods that you're you're buying at the market, your potato chips and Doritos and all these things, and they're loaded with uh, vegetable oil, which is really soy, and cottonseed oil and canola oil, you know, and all these oils basically are omega-6s, which create inflammation and pain. They enhance the prostaglandin E2, which enhances pain and swelling. So if you don't change your lifestyle, you could take all the, new, uh, you know, naproxen or Tylenol or whatever drug you want to, you know, pump into your body, uh, ibuprofen. You're just damaging yourself. But you want to get it to the root cause. Get the good essential fatty acids, the avocado, the wheat germ oil, okay, the coconut oil, um, you know, flaxseed oil. It's just, it's too simple. People, you know, unfortunately don't like change. It pushes them out of their comfort zone. But, you know, you got a new year coming in. You know, your health is the the best insurance policy for a quality of life. You know, no pill is going to give it to you. No fast, you know, quackery uh, you know, technique of uh, quick diets and microwave cooking and all that crap. It, it's just going to shorten your lifespan and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll die a miserable death. That's all I can tell you. You'll have a tube up every orifice. God forbid. <laughs> well, that's uh, what my wife God, ordered God. some uh, hemp oil. It's got three, six, and nines in it. It's one of the best sources, Dr. Dan, of, of essential fatty acids, the hemp oil. Is that good then, that it's got Absolutely. the three, six, Yep. Okay, then, because I wanted to talk to you or, or Dr. Ron or someone else who knew more about it. Um, okay, best I balance. pulled it out, yeah, and now I'm going balance. to start taking it. Well, Just don't on a, pers- on a personal level, minutes. ever since we had uh, Marty Berman on the program, my wife and I have been right. taking it and have never felt as good in our whole life. How many? How really- many a day, Ron? Well, I'm, I use homeopathic. I'm, I'm a big believer in homeopathic. Okay. I do a homeopathic okay. versus a 10x. So, okay. and, uh, you know, again, this is something, uh, you know, you, uh, a lot of my uh, golfing buddies who had arthritis, uh, they're right. taking uh, 7.5 uh, milligrams twice a day of a, of mm-hmm. a really refined product. Uh, I don't know anybody doing more than 30 milligrams a day, uh, mm-hmm. but I... Mine is only four milligrams a day, two, two and two sublingually. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it's really something. Our, our, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to <clears throat> learn about CBD, we had an hour and a half program. It's in the archives at uh, Blog Talk Radio or iTunes or uh, Stitch, uh, Stitcher. Stitcher or, yeah, I mean, well, you know, the there. beautiful thing about that the hemp uh, oil, the CBD oil, is it corrects the receptors on all the cells, all the membranes of the body. And and one of the reasons why the drugs are so darn detrimental is that it literally disrupts the receptors on the cell membrane. That's why we get all these adverse uh, reactions, whereas the CBD oil corrects it and reestablishes what I call factory default, resets the whole mechanism. Control off delete. That's a great that's a great analogy, but it is. It does it just resets everything, and as we learned, there's no contraindications to it. I mean, it, it doesn't interact with any other medications you may be taking, and maybe uh, with a good, some lifestyle changes, you'll be able to get off of those medications. Sounds good well, to me. Well, I tell you, Gandhi has a lot of great quotes, and what I want to quote today is because it really fits in with our program and the way we talk. Is he said. The future depends on what we do in the present. And that Dr. Jerry said, Dr. Dan said, what we do today affects how affects the future. So get with the program, eat naturally, eat organic, 
Uh, when you can, drink plenty of good, clean, filtered water. Get rid of the chlorine, the fluorine. Uh, eat the foods that are around the outside of the supermarkets, not up and down the the, the uh, aisles where everything is packaged and uh, you know ready to put you right in the coffin with it. I mean, you're preserved by the time you get to the undertaker. Uh, really important to get get your meat off the seat. Get walking. It's. I mean, if people would only realize how important it is to stay active. Uh, if I had to give any one advice, I, that that would that would be it. Is get active. Get off your seat and move around. It, it almost it it, ha- it affects every disease process that I know of. Well, I like old George Burns. You know, every time he went down to tie his shoes, he said, "I would look around to see if I could do anything else while I was down there." <laughs> and he lived to be a hundred. That's right. He made exactly one hundred years, and he said he was going to play the London Palladium at the time, but he wasn't in shape to do it. So, but he was a hundred. And Milton Berle was well, ninety-eight. So comedians live a long time. Well, there's there's that mind-body connection, right? That's that mind-body connection. That's attitude oh. and uh, altitude. Tell those jokes. Well, I think we've covered enough for our audience. I mean, I think our listeners have something to to, to go on. Not 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 too uh, technical, but uh, you know, the flu vaccine is is worthless. Just know that. You know, if if you want to get it, uh, you think you need it, that's all, that's on you. Uh, try and avoid the electromagnetic fields if you can. Do the best you can to avoid them. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Maybe look into some. Uh, uh, mitigating uh, things you could plug into your outlets or to your uh, circuit breakers. And as far as cholesterol goes, the statins probably have a very, uh, so much more limited use than they're being used for. They do nothing for cholesterol and heart disease. I mean, that's been proven study after study and now summarized in a beautiful study in the British Medical Journal. Uh, they are anti-inflammatory, and maybe sometimes they may be needed to shock your system to, so you can get back on a good diet, exercise, uh, maybe some CBD oil. Uh, yeah, but you and, forgot uh, to mention that wonderful research that, that 500 women, they said it's the best birth control pill on the market as long as you keep it between your knees. It's not drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's reusable. That's right. <laughs> If I had any daughters, which I didn't, uh, well, at this point anyway, they're they're older. Um, that's what I tell them. So uh, any kind of pill would work. It was, right? it was great chatting with you guys. I'm going to go down and see Les Miserables. My girlfriend got got us tickets, so that's where I'm headed. And um, oh, I just leave you with a quote from Aristotle. He said. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom, and and I think that's so true that we got to get in touch with our inner feelings uh, before we can, uh, you know, deal effectively with everything else. I love it. Enjoy Les Mis. I'm going to the, the theater tomorrow at 2 p.m., and it's really good for the soul. I saw a great Cole Porter one last week. Was, tomorrow will be another one. It's just great for the soul. Dr. Dan? Yes, sir. Thank you. And You're welcome. Next week, I want you to every... keep one thing in mind. Do what you love and do what you do best, and you'll never have to work another day in your life because you'll be a success if you do what you love and what you do best, and the money will come. Don't worry about it. Good okay? advice. That's the way to do it. Dr. Amalu next week, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bennett Amalu, the concussion doctor. Don't forget to uh, look at the movie. This way you'll be prepared. If anybody has stars, it is on stars uh, on demand, and you can get it on the Internet. It's called Concussion, of course. That's his movie with Will Smith, and I think that will be a good thing to review before you you even get on the program, this way you'll know what he really did ahead of time. Okay, Dr. Dan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another wrap-up, another great week. Uh, we will continue to prepare good programs for you as long as you listen, as long as we have uh, uh, 
Gosh, have you there? We'd love having you there. Remember, I have a Facebook page, Dr. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Instagram is at Doc Ron Radio, at Doc Ron Radio. Post there almost every day. Uh, we have lots of great followers. Uh, my email, docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. Any suggestions for the program, any uh, criticisms, just write it down. We're, we're big boys. All right. I want to thank uh, Carbonite for getting my computer files all back. I want to thank George for my uh, help computer for helping me reset everything here and uh, getting me almost uh, 100%. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners uh, for your uh, continued uh, uh, listening to the program. I mean, it's really been great. It's it's really uh, humbling. All right, Dr. Dan, see you on the radio next week. Have a great week. See you. God bless you. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on lockedoffradio.com. See you next week.